Thank you for joining me for another episode of Tech Show But Friendly, the podcast of Hardware Sugar. And for this week, I'd like to look at the future. Usually, we're looking at the near future. So that's news about gaming and computer hardware. So things just coming around the turnpike. But for this episode, the news I found most interesting this week is about stuff that is either just in the near future or it's just ramping up so it will take a little bit of time to really feel the effects as a consumer. But as with most things PC gaming related, and a lot of our customers are that, are PC gaming enthusiasts, the news revolves around the CPU and the GPU. And starting with the CPU, there was a really fascinating article by CNET. And (laughs) I mean, if you've been around the internet, A long time, you remember CNET, apparently it's still kicking around, apparently it's still a well-recognized platform because one of their journalists was invited by Intel to observe the new manufacturing process being done by Intel and that uses a glass base for the chips. So right now, the base being used for CPUs, whether Intel or AMD, is apparently an organic resin. But in the future, Intel is pivoting towards using a glass base. And glass allows you to put more chiplets into one chip. So basically, so that they can cram more transistors onto a CPU, they found that migrating to this glass platform is best. It uses less heat, uses less energy. And I'm not a ECE graduate or an, you know, circuit electronics uh engineering graduate but from what i understand from the article is that you are actually also able to etch some sort of circuitry into the glass or basically the glass base makes everything more efficient allowing more transistors to be crammed into the same space and so this allows intel to make its chips faster so they're just at the start of making this technology commercially viable and available Although the research is done, basically all of the engineering problems have been solved. It's just a matter of ramping up and maybe figuring out on the practical level how to produce these things at scale. But they definitely will be integrating into future Intel chips. And I think the there is already a target date to introduce these things onto the market. I've been around computers a long time, but CPUs have basically remain the same. I mean, yes, there's the difference between the LGA format versus the PGA format. But either of those, you know, they look the same on a surface level. But this one, the entire base of the chip will be glass. So, I mean, my my mind is reeling from how this will... Well, you know, you don't really see the CPU once you install it because it's completely covered by the CPU cooler. But, you know, for those of us who do assemble, I mean, moving to this kind of base, this kind of material um, does, even just from a novelty point of view, is super interesting compared to the kind of you know, organic resin base that we, we've had experience with in the past. Interestingly enough, also, Intel zoomed in on this technology because they were already being left behind by TSMC and by AMD by its competitors. So they really had to think of a way to leapfrog their competitors. And this glass base is the result of that focus. 
So, Intel fell behind. Their 12th and 13th gens have been pretty good. 11th, okay. 9th and 10th were really subpar compared to the competitor on the AMD side. So, Intel took, took its hits. You know, they were the premier CPU manufacturer before. They took some hits from AMD, and that is the beauty of the free market system where competition, yeah, you know, you have to compete, you have to innovate, or you die. Your company is gets left behind. So AMD, sorry, Intel looked shaky there for a little bit, but now with this glass base for CPUs, it looks like they have a good basis for forging ahead for the future. Again, not something we'll see immediately right away for consumer level stuff, but this is coming to Intel CPUs at the consumer level sooner rather than later. And good also for consumers because it allows faster and faster CPUs. It allows us to keep tracking Moore's law where the number of transistors, I forget the exact law, but doubles every X month or something. I mean, so is it doubles? I, I forget the exact numbers of Moore's law. But basically it says that after X amount of time, then the Y number of transistors should increase. Um, there were concerns that with the current technology, we were reaching the end of Moore's law, but Intel's engineers seem to have pulled the rabbit out of their hat, and maybe this is the way forward. Definitely the way forward for NVIDIA, or they, based on what they've been saying in the press, is that they are doubling down on AI-related improvements. So on the flip side, whereas the CPU vendors are enthusiastic that they can still meet Moore's law, NVIDIA has been publicly saying that for GPUs, it is becoming difficult to cram the number of transistors that they need uh, onto newer GPUs. So we've seen this in the past. It will only get more prevalent in the future. They are relying more on improvements via AI learning to deliver the graphical improvements that consumers are expecting with succeeding generations. So the first flavor of that was DLSS, so which is the, their upscaling technology. Now they have DLSS 3.5 about to come out for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. That comes out September 26, but reviewers already have advanced copies. And the reviews I've seen are universally very positive. They're like, with DLSS 3.5, which is available both to RTX 2000 series and 3000 series, so it's not limited just to the 4000 series, unlike DLSS 3. So I, I understand it's very complicated. DLSS 3, only limited to RTX 4000, but 3.5, which is a higher number than 3, is actually available both to 2000 and 3000 series. And 3.5 is just basically RTX with DLSS on steroids. It's an upgrade to the denoising algorithm or denoising AI learning that NVIDIA implemented. Basically, reflections look a lot better. And the reviews I've been seeing are saying that basically there's no reason not to turn on DLSS 3.5. We will get to test out DLSS 3.5 because we are planning to get a copy of Phantom Liberty. Not really get a copy. Uh, we're in talks with a brand who will lend it to us in conjunction with a sponsored video that we will be doing about DLSS 3.5. And we are going to be doing a video also, sort of an updated explainer video on what all of this NVIDIA stuff is. What is DLSS? 
why are there different versions of DLSS, which NVIDIA cards use the different versions of DLSS, and things like that. So one of our old-fashioned Bibilica videos, Bibilica ng NVIDIA GPU, ano yung kailangan mo malaman para hindi masayang pera mo. And so you can also look forward to some live streams we'll be doing, hopefully, with Phantom Liberty and with, so we can actually see DLSS 3.5, DLSS 3 in action and on stream. Interesting that on the CPU side, Manufacturers, at least Intel, have found a way that they think they can move forward where Moore's law is still a law, where it is still possible to meet those transistor sizes on the on their CPUs. On the GPU side, NVIDIA is the one saying that, whoops, wait, teka lang, di ata kaya. Our graphics can keep getting better even though the number of transistors on our GPUs isn't growing as much. We're turning to AI learning and the results of that AI learning, especially in DLSS 3.5, seem to be universally recognized as, yes, this is darn good stuff. I mean, just from a theoretical point of view, I, I haven't experienced the new Intel chips. I haven't experienced DLSS 3.5. Generally, when I play, I do turn on DLSS when it is possible in a game. So I am a fan of the technology. I think it does improve stuff. Even from a theoretical, just kind of hearing the news point of view, it's exciting times <laughs> that, yes, we, we can, we're getting faster performing CPUs and GPUs that can push out prettier games. So major CPU and GPU news coming out from in Intel and NVIDIA. There is hardware news. Of course, hardware news doesn't sleep. But for me, those two tidbits were the ones I found most interesting for this week. For Hardware Sugar News, we did come out with a video yesterday. So if you're listening the Friday, September 22, that this came out, we did come out with a video yesterday, which is an ITX build. Tonight, we're having Pwede Magtanong. And tomorrow, we're coming out with a video on... What is that? Oh yeah, Price Watch. We are doing Price Watch this week. Sorry, Price Watch comes out tomorrow, Saturday. And the next week, we're coming out with a video on... Basically, a revisit of some of the hardware that we recommended. Do we still recommend them now, like one year, two years later? Thanks so much for lending me your ear and hope to see you again next episode.